0: Let me tell you a tale of miscommunication. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I will preface this by saying this week I'm talking about Griselda Blanco, who is the cocaine godmother. I almost did her. No, Yeah. Get out of town. She was on my, like, my maybe list. Well, prepared to get fucking blown away. Okay. Okay, so this all... So, I decided to do her... And I decided to do Beth Ditto, mm-hmm. basically at the same time. So I'm in the car, driving to work the other day, talking to Danny, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you will not believe this. She, you know, and I'm telling her all these things, mm-hmm. which are terrible and violent. Yeah. And she goes, what the fuck kind of life <laughs> is she living? And I was like, she, she's a cocaine smuggler. What do you think? And she goes... Who are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, I'm talking about Griselda Blanco. And she's like, oh my God, I thought you were talking about Beth Ditto. (laughs) Beth Ditto, cocaine (laughs) smuggler. She was like, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, well, she looks awfully good for being in her (laughs) 70s. (laughs) It was hysterical. Danny and I, I had, I almost had to pull over because I was just streaming tears down my face (laughs) laughing so hard (laughs) oh it was beautiful and brilliant (laughs) anyway uh welcome to that broad scout moxie oh hello hello everyone i'm kiana i'm cassie and uh we're jumping right in here Mm -hmm. so like i said i'm going first this week it is episode 22 good old grizzy and I'm, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> she, like I told, <laughs> I told Kiana the other day, she has, she has all the moxie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did you tell me? Tell me. Oh yeah. Her moxie runneth over. <laughs> 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 Was how I put it. Okay. I'm going to jump right into it. Okay. Griselda Blanco, the cocaine godmother, also called La Madrina, mm-hmm. also called the Black Widow. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. <laughs> oh, it's going to knock your fucking socks off. Okay. She was born February 15th, 1943 in Santa Marta, Colombia. Very little is known about either, either of her parents, but her mother's name was Anna and her father's name was either Fernando or Luis Carlos. Okay. We don't know. When she was very young, uh, like three or four, they moved to Medellin which was very, very poor, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of crime uh, that was also exacerbated by the Civil War that was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. So crime and violence was a way of life, and she felt it was necessary to survive. Uh, So growing up, she kind of made her way through life, pickpocketing, breaking and entering, and then after starting a a gang Mm -hmm. of poor neighborhood kids... She committed her first violent crime. So this gang of children mm-hmm. who are all 10 and 11 years <laughs> old. A nightmare. <laughs> the scariest very fucking Children of the Corn-esque. Yeah. They kidnapped a 10-year-old boy from an affluent neighborhood. So they had scoped him out. Yeah. And like followed him several times because they're like, we're going to get money from his rich parents. Well, the parents wouldn't pay the ransom. Okay, and because they were like, honestly, this is <laughs> it's a bunch um, of ten-year-olds who want my money. What yeah, are they gonna do? Exactly. But what did they do? <laughs> she shot and killed the little boy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, babies, She's killing babies. But the boy's family never found out it was her, so she never faced del- justice. she never yeah. faced any justice for this. At the age of fourteen. Her mother's boyfriend attempted to rape her, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Fuck this shit!" So she left the house for good, and made money through pickpocketing and stealing, breaking and entering, those kinds of things. There's been instant- just light casual, just things. a little light casual, just some beanie, yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 um so. Despite accusations and, like, insinuations of, oh, well, you can't get by on just stealing and stuff, mm-hmm. she has always denied that she was ever a sex worker. Okay. But she's been accused of it several times. So. Then she meets Carlos Trujillo, who was a marijuana smuggler, and he made fake passports. So she married him, and they had three sons together. Um, he taught her how to make those papers. Mm-hmm. And she was also a homemaker. So okay. she's, you know, she's making these passports and stuff and is also like, come on, sweetie, it's time to get ready for school. <laughs> Just she, a wild, like, visual. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cocaine smuggler in the streets, steppard wife in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She was a homemaker, she, but she had bigger ambitions. So after many business disputes, she and Carlos separated and she began a relationship with his close friend, Alberto Bravo. So How she How close? I mean, they were like best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's just an <laughs> affair. Yeah. No, no. Alberto and Carlos, yeah, were best friends. Okay. And so Carlos and Griselda split up, she started seeing Alberto. And he was loaded. Mm-hmm. He was a cocaine trafficker, a very successful one. So, cocaine at this time was only just beginning and was on its way to becoming a, clearly a very lucrative commodity. Mm-hmm. But she had to get rid of Carlos. Divorce <laughs> was illegal in Colombia at the time. So, shortly after she got together with Alberto, Carlos just suddenly died of like hepatitis. Or something Jeez. like that, but she probably had him killed. Yeah, it was never proven, but she probably <laughs> did. <clears throat> with all the other crazy shit she's done, that would not even be the in surface the top of 10. wild. <laughs> yeah. So, her first mission, San's Carlos. Now that she's with Alberto, was to smuggle coca paste in her suitcase. From Bolivia to Colombia. He was like, look, I love you. We're doing this thing. It's a lot of fun. But I need to know that you're a ride or die. Mm -hmm. And that you're willing to, you know, really put yourself out there. So, while she was not technically bringing any illegal substance into the country, Mm -hmm. she was bringing the raw, uncut main ingredient. Yeah. So, coca paste gets processed down into... The white powder, mm-hmm. and then it is sold. But so I had listened to side note. I listened to a podcast. It was mm-hmm. a three part series on her, and the podcast is called Kingpins. Mm-hmm. And this is a quote from Kingpins. <laughs> so it says, "quote But if airport security catches you with a suitcase full of flour, eggs, and sugar." They know damn well you're about to bake a cake. <laughs> and I laughed so hard at that every time I heard it. And I was like, oh, that's going in my story. Okay. So, she made it, though. Mm-hmm. She made it home safe. Safe and sound. And basically, all she had to do was just, like, bat her eyelashes and smile at the security guards. And they never, they never looked at her twice. Yeah. Even though she's... Bringing a whole bunch of coke paste with Lady, her. Ladies don't do bad things. Exactly. They're incapable. And that's, that's how we get to uh, <laughs> the next big plot. <laughs> so, Alberto and Griselda got married in 1971, and their business boomed. And then they decided to take their business to the next level, so they moved to the Big Apple, aka New York City, mm-hmm. where cocaine was a drug of choice. Their clientele consisted of movie stars, professional athletes, socialites, politicians, and Wall Street executives. The free-love, psychedelic, hippie 60s were done. And so, enter the fast-paced disco dancing Studio 54, Electric Boogie, 1970s. hmm Which are my favorite. <laughs> Look, I know there's a lot of shitty things happening. Uh-huh. but my But my, my truest of true hearts. Mm-hmm. Lex to Seven is just a solid gold dancer <laughs> at Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> so they bought a house in Queens, opened a clothing factory and a lingerie shop, and used those two businesses as a way to launder their drug money. Everything was going as planned, but their mules were getting caught. Mm-mm. And so she's like, how the fuck are we going to make this not happen? And based on her own experiences with smuggling, yeah, Griselda decided that they would start hiring pretty women to be their new mules. The money was good, and smuggling was much safer than working the streets. So many of their new employees were former sex workers. Mm-hmm. So not only was Griselda creating jobs for women. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait for it. But she was providing safer working conditions for her girls. Okay. Which I, I was like. I, you're not wrong. It's not great. <laughs> but it's something. And uh, they were they were very, very well taken care of. Let's see. After a short while. Airport security was heightened, and even the most beautiful women couldn't just walk on a plane with a suitcase full of cocaine. So Griselda... Remember the good old days. Those good old days. So Griselda came up with a new plan. She had a team of designers come up with lingerie with secret pockets. Okay. She fitted each of her girls with their new underthings, and stuffed their bras, undies, and girdles full of cash. And then basically just sent them off to Columbia to swap the money for the white powder. Mm-hmm. If one of their girls did get caught, which happened a couple times, she made sure that their families and their children were all taken care of. Oh, that's nice. Which I thought was great. I was like, I mean, these girls all knew that they were getting into risky business, mm-hmm. but Griselda was like, look, if something should happen, your kids will be fine. Mm-hmm. Your families will be Okay. Which, again... That's not, nice. <laughs> it's, it's, that's lovely. It's, she wasn't doing everything by the books, but she was at least making things work. hmm So once everything was running smoothly, Griselda and Alberto decided to live apart, and she returned to Colombia. Okay. She cared for her three sons, taught them the family business... And when they would, like, come to New York City to visit, she would pack their suitcases full of cocaine. Of course. (laughs) Because nobody's checking those children's suitcases. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) From their home base, Griselda took it upon herself to make traveling easier. So she began to pay off employees at the Medellin Airport. Mm Mm-hmm starting with janitors and baggage handlers, and eventually working all the way up to airport security and even pilots. Oh. Yeah.
1: We've got
0: connections. (laughs) Oh, she sure the fuck does. By 1973, her mules had an all-access pass through security. She had airport employees seize drugs from anyone not in her network. Mm Mm-hmm. And... She had pilots flying mass quantities of cocaine into the U.S. So not only was she bringing in all her own shit, but she was like, oh, yeah, anybody else (laughs) who looks a little suspicious, just take their shit and let me know about it. She wanted a monopoly on cocaine. She sure did. Oh, and she did for quite a while. And so not only was she like, I'm going to be in charge of the fucking skies, Mm -hmm. be in charge of the ocean as well. Okay, Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> so she enlisted passenger and cargo boats into carry, carrying cocaine into New York Harbor. She even managed to smuggle six kilos of cocaine onto the SS Gloria, which was a gift from the Colombian government. For the American Bicentennial Boat Race. (laughs) So fucking Columbia was like, here's this beautiful boat. And she was like, I mean, it's going anyway. I might as well. Jesus. (laughs) All the the whole time I was listening to this and reading about her, I was like, every time I was like, fucking serious? Yeah. Is this a joke? Like, that's what Danny was (laughs) in the car. She was like, what the is this real? Did you choose to do a fictional character? What is this? Anyway. How much cocaine could there possibly be? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just so much cocaine in the world. So, so much cocaine. Constantly moving it. Wow. When I tell you the fucking numbers, like cash money numbers she was making, Mm -hmm. it's going to blow your goddamn mind. All right. You may be asking yourself, how the fuck is all this cocaine coming into New York City? (laughs) Well, the NYPD knew about it. They just didn't care that much. Mm -hmm. The police were concerned about heroin. Heroin users, I mean, obviously, it fucking kills people left, right, and center. Yeah. Heroin users were dropping like flies. And several very famous celebrities, including Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison had died recently from heroin overdoses. Mm -hmm. And Columbia wasn't worried about the coke either. It was too focused on marijuana. And then I put (laughs) Smack's head. (laughs) Because, really? (laughs) Between the two. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, those goddamn hippies aren't getting their weed anymore. (laughs) Meanwhile, this fucking party drug, which has the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, Mm -hmm. is literally just flooding through the streets of New York. This started to change in 1974 after the Drug Enforcement Association, or the DEA, teamed up with the NYPD for Operation Banshee. Mm -hmm. It was nicknamed Operation Banshee because of all the female suspects. (laughs) <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yeah, Right? I was like really really just narrowed my eyes and, yeah. and really looked at them I thought it had to do with like screaming no, no. they were just like oh there's a bunch of girls yeah. we'll just call them a bunch of banshees yeah so they knew cocaine was coming into the city and after finding abandoned girdles full of coke <laughs> in airport <laughs> bathrooms <laughs> uh, they were like well this is a fucking problem <laughs> But they didn't know who was behind it. Mm-hmm. So they got their first break after seizing a shipment of 150 kilos of cocaine from a cargo ship. Wee. They intercepted it, and then basically, we just think that it, someone snitched. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, well, this is who's behind it. The feds traced it back to Alberto and Griselda. Alberto had been tipped off about the impending indictment. Mm hmm. He was it's in New, New York, York City. She's in Columbia taking care of her children. He called her up and was like, hey, I need to fly back to Columbia for some business. This Can bastard. you come up here and manage things while I do these other things back home? Mm-hmm. So they did. They swapped places. Mm-hmm. He had only been back for a couple couple of weeks when the indictment came down and their girls, mm-hmm. their mules, started getting arrested. So, as soon as Griselda heard of her fate, she fled back to Columbia. Yeah. She was fucking pissed. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. So, Alberta had tried to set her up to take the fall, and <laughs> I put, he should have remembered what happened to her first husband. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, yes. Alberto <laughs> oh, oh! Alberta goes down in the most fucking beautiful, poetic way. After returning to Medellin, she, you know, they're trying to recoup their business because 30 Mm -hmm. of their girls had all been arrested. Everybody knows who she is. Mm -hmm. She's like, fuck, I'm not going back there anytime soon. So after returning to Medellin, she met a young carjacker named Pablo Escobar. Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And she took him (laughs) under her wing. Uh, He was ambitious, crafty, and she taught him to everything that she could Mm -hmm. he he respected her and thought she was great so she was like come work for me i'll teach you the ways Mm -hmm. she started allowing him to like sell cocaine and kind of start his own like mini enterprise Mm -hmm. she would take a hefty cut and believed he would become an important asset for her company i mean he does Uh, become important (laughs) oh yeah but things took a turn for the worse And Pablo no longer wanted to work for Griselda. He wanted to call the shots and run his own cartel. Mm -hmm. He was extremely violent, feared by everyone, and basically just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's known for. He's fucking ruthless. So basically, he started a drug war in Medellin. Mm -hmm. And he won. Yeah. Because they were still recouping from losing all of their mules They're still making all the drugs Mm -hmm. and that end is, is still, you know, happening, but they're having a hard time moving the, you know, moving the product. Mm -hmm. Alberto and Griselda were forced to pack up their business and flee to Bogota, which I had to write down phonetically because for whatever reason, I always want to call it like Bogota or something Mm -hmm. like that, (laughs) (laughs) but the wrong emphasis on the wrong (laughs) syllable, (laughs) That's relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So, Griselda was angry, obviously, Mm -hmm. and she's paranoid, and she's worried about her family and their livelihood. Alberto wanted to take control of the business, but he knew that that wasn't an option, Mm -hmm. Griselda was too far in. Um, So instead, he stole $1.5 million from her, (laughs) which is $6.75 million today. Ooh. Yeah, so he steals that and to go like off and start his own thing. hmm Clearly their relationship is not going great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's trying to frame her and then he steals from her. I mean Not framing her because she did it. I uh, guess. But <laughs> trying to setting throw, her up to yeah. take the fall. Yeah. So that he Skate- could go Yeah. No. Ski- yeah, yeah. Well, well because of. she still did it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he was trying to fuck her over. Yeah, okay. And take that's all good. of her shit and her money. So here we go. <clears throat> one night, Griselda called up Alberto and wanted her, excuse me, wanted him to meet her at a nightclub in in Bogota. Mm-hmm. She arrived with a pistol mm-hmm. tucked into her knee-high ostrich skin boot. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but oh no! <laughs> oh 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 no! <laughs> he rolled up with six. One two three four five six. Uzi-toting bodyguards. Ooh. And Uzi is a submachine gun for mm-hmm. anybody who does not know. So they're basically standing in a fucking parking lot. hmm She screamed at him and called him a liar and a cheat and a coward. He smirked at her with his smug-ass fucking yeah. face. He was and like, you're not wrong. What are he, you going to do exactly. about it? Exactly. He was like, you are the craziest bitch I have ever encountered. <laughs> So she took out her pistol and then he pulled out his gun and he shot her first. Mm-hmm. He shot her in the stomach. <sighs> immediately after taking a bullet to the guts, she shot him in the face. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she grabbed his gun, took cover behind, like, I think it was a dumpster, Uh-huh. and immediately fucking sniped all of her bodyguard, all of all his bodyguards. Like... So they they have uzis. They have fucking machine guns. They have aim like a goddamn stormtrooper because she did not get hit again after again. Oh my god. But she had only, you know, a certain number of bullets and was like pew 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 and took them out. So she walked away from those seven dead men <laughs> with a bullet in her belly and fire in her eyes. <laughs> Watch out, bitches. There's a new queen pin <laughs> in town. Also, uh, murder is bad. It's real bad. This is the story that I was telling Danny, And she's like, what the fuck is Beth Ditto doing with her life? <laughs> How is she not in prison? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Hysterical. When I, w- I I couldn't. I couldn't even wrap my brain around this. Okay. So, with Alberto out of the way, Griselda got in touch with Pablo Escapar who is running a very lucrative business. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, let's stop fighting. I'm in charge now. Let's make this happen. So in order to move her product into the U.S. and continue to evade the DEA, she used a fake Venezuelan passport and Pablo Escobar's, like, name recognition to get back into the game. So she went to Florida. She went to Miami. She tried to climb back up the ladder, like, working her way up. But, you know, distributors and buyers and dealers wouldn't work with her because they didn't know who the fuck she was. Yeah. So, so, none of these men gave her any respect. They were just like, ugh, just another woman that we need to deal with. Yeah. And no one knew who she was or what she was capable of. So, her power move was uh, very, like, Pablo Escobar-esque. Mm-hmm. She so she made a list of those who had been disrespectful and you know sexist and just assholes and eliminated them in the boldest and bloodiest way she could. Her go-to method, the motorcycle drive-by. Yep. We love a drive-by. <laughs> I mean, we don't love a <laughs> no, drive-by, we <laughs> but <laughs> we talk about them frequently. Bicycles, yeah. motorcycles, mm-hmm. Dutch drive-bys. Yeah, that's the one on the bicycle. Right? Yeah. That's okay. The one okay. On the bicycle. She. I don't know if you're going to say this. Didn't she invent the drive-by? Yeah. Ba- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, there would be two riders, and they would kill in broad daylight mm-hmm. just in front of everyone wherever. And they used a motorcycle because they could evade the police while going through Miami traffic. Yeah. Like, get on, shoot them, get off, excuse me, zip, 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 zoop. boop, boop, boop out of here nobody knows who did it or why or what they were doing it for yeah easy peasy so word spread fast don't fuck with griselda Mm -hmm. so while building her business this is just a little side note so while building her business in miami she met and married a man named dario sepulveda and they had a son named michael corleone oh which i don't know if you know (laughs) is the main character in the godfather Okay, that's why the name is that familiar. Was, it was her favorite movie, so she was like, "Okay, my okay. baby, Michael Corleone, Sepulveda. <laughs> okay, um, I was like, "That name is really familiar." Yes, exactly. So they had a shitty relationship, and in 1983, Dario was fed up with Griselda and her drug use and her instability, and so he kidnapped their son Michael and fled to Colombia. Griselda was furious mm-hmm. and had two of her hitmen go retrieve Michael mm-hmm. and just straight up murder Dario in the street. Yeah. Bad news bears. Yeah. and then 19... you go to, like, her home turf? <laughs> yeah. It's bad. So, in 1984, Griselda was at her peak. She'd spent the last five years growing her business and running the Miami streets. She employed almost a thousand people... And was raking in wait for it. Eighty million dollars a month. Oh my god. Which How hold do on, you let me spend that much money. Let me blow your mind more. That's hundred and ninety-seven million dollars in today's money. I can't even think about it I It makes even, me barf. <laughs> I can't even picture that much money. No. No. So she owned property all over Columbia, a huge luxury penthouse in Miami. Mm-hmm. And of just a fleet mm-hmm. of, like, crazy, exotic, expensive vehicles. Yeah. She was a, she was a car gal. <laughs> she was saturated with money and had good taste. <laughs> she owned a T- Except for her taste for blood. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. You should write true crime novels. Maybe. Maybe not. Where was I? Probably okay. not. <laughs> so she owned a, a tea set... Mm -hmm. that had previously been used by Queen Elizabeth. Oh, hello. She owned a pearl necklace that once belonged to Argentinian First Lady Ava Perón. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, she paid a a fucking pretty penny for that. Yeah, Shit's not cheap. (laughs) Sure isn't. And she had a custom gold MAC-10 machine gun that was encrusted with emeralds. Now, that's just too much. That's a little (laughs) over the top. Um, She also bought houses and cars for her loyal employees. And for the disloyal ones, she just had them taken out. So she didn't have any disloyal employees. (laughs) In the past, she'd occasionally used a bump of cocaine to get her ideas. um, (laughs) But at this point in time, she was smoking what... I wrote bazooka Mm -hmm. because... But it's, because it's, it's, it's a, it's a Spanish word. Mm-hmm. It's bazooka. <laughs> oh, okay. But when I was listening to it, I was like, it's called bazooka <laughs> like the fucking bubblegum? bazuko, <laughs> <laughs> Bazooka. bazooka, bazooka bubblegum. <laughs> so she's smoking pasuco. Okay. Uh, that's basically unrefined oh gosh, cocaine I... paste that is way fucking crazier than coke. It, oh, like, she was doing the paste? Yes. Oh my yeah. god! She's like, it's it's un- it's unrefined, so it's not mm-hmm. coca paste anymore. It is; it has already been processed, but it has not been turned into the white powder mm-hmm. because once you put added here, here we go. Once you put additives into it mm-hmm. to make it into a powder, it becomes less. You know, it's still fucking coke. Yeah, but Basuko, before it's been refined into a powder. Yeah, get you uh, off your tits. It's- <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It gets you (laughs) off your tits. (laughs) I can't. So she's smoking this. She's losing her goddamn mind. Real, real high ups. Mm -hmm. Real, real low lows. Uh, She was also openly bisexual. She threw wild parties. (laughs) We love a queer queen. (laughs) We love a queer queen. Exactly. Uh, She threw wild parties, read, orgies, um, spent millions of dollars on drugs and booze for her party goers, and after smoking too much basuko, would force people to have sex with her at gunpoint. Bad news. Describe my... <laughs> the look of shock and awe on Kiana's face right now is... My jaw dropped and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Also, in the podcast that I listened to, it said she often just fucking ruined parties by, like, Casually shooting someone and being like, oops, my bee. carry on. She's a monster. She is fucking uncontrollable. Literally. Okay. We're, 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 1984 was a high times for her. (laughs) Literally. Literally (laughs) and figuratively. Things started to go downhill after that. Mm Mm-hmm. So Griselda is constantly adding to her list of enemies. Her body count was growing, and the number of her victims, uh, excuse me, the families of her victims were tired of all the violence. After finding the bullet-riddled body of one of Griselda's distributors, Mm -hmm. the woman's family basically put out an APB that they needed to get rid of Griselda once and for all. Mm -hmm. Griselda believed behind the walls of her mansion, guarded by her German shepherd, named Hitler. Oh, my God. Yes. What's her fucking problem? (laughs) She has all of the fucking problems. She's a monster. She's... Monster isn't enough. No. Mm -mm. She's a demon from the depths of hell. This woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, with Hitler guarding her... Oh, my God. She believed that her family was safe, but then she began noticing people, like, following her and kind of casing yeah you know casing her house and stuff so she was in danger obviously mm-hmm. but lots of people wanted her dead and they were they were all ready to just take her out at a moment's notice so she's like oh we got to get the fuck out of here so her three older sons were all like one was in California running business there one was in New York City doing stuff there um hold on now just imagine this woman as your mother nope <laughs> she was and she taught them Everything about the business. Like, she's openly, when they are young children, like, measuring out coke and dealing with drug money. And mommy killed somebody when she was 10. Yes. You have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Fucking crazy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, God. All we ever hear about Pablo Escobar. Fucking, he ain't shit. He ain't <laughs> shit. She taught him everything he knew. All right. He's or. he's cocaine. She's bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great analogy. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. I'm somewhat of an expert now because you told me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so Griselda moved with her son, Michael Corleone, uh, to California, to Irvine, California, to avoid being killed while her three oldest sons... Uh, you know, were out doing their thing, keeping the family business alive. Mm-hmm. While living in Irvine, a former employee named Something Gomez, I don't remember his first name, okay. basically found his way back onto her payroll through, you know, various ways. He began laundering money for her, all the while gathering information and reporting back to the DEA. Ooh. Yeah. Got a so, yeah, a big one. So after hitting a few, you know, a few different speed bumps, they finally, the DEA finally had the evi- evidence that they needed to arrest the cocaine godmother. hmm Also, real quick, it, ugh, it made me want to punch this douchebag in the face. So the lead, like, agent on this was mm-hmm. something Palumbo, mm-hmm. Detective Palumbo. And after getting, you know, shut down and... Like, oh, that didn't work. We got to try again. People, like, in his, you know, in his... That he worked with Mm -hmm. would basically, like, tease him about it. They're like, you're never going to catch her. Mm -hmm. She's going to go back to Columbia Columbia, and you'll never see her again. And he was like, fuck you. I'm going to catch her. Mm -hmm. We're going to arrest her and then I'm going to kiss her. Yeah. God. And so... When she was arrested, she was arrested in her home. She was she had sent her son and her his nanny off to the park. Mm-hmm. She was sitting in bed reading her Bible. And don't do that, girl. You're you not. Kidding. <laughs> You're not fucking You're fooling just anybody. anybody. Yeah. So they bust into her house and you know throw cuffs on her and arrest mm-hmm. her, and then this fucking douchebag plants a kiss on her, and I was like, that's disgusting. Ugh. This is I real. Will- The, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Dirtbag. I was so upset by it. Does he know that he's going to probably die? Right? (laughs) She's like, I will have you murdered. Thank you. She has a list that she keeps up with. She's Mm -hmm. Santa, but cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) She has a list and she's checking it twice. And he's on it now. He is at the top of the fucking list. So in 1985, uh, she was eventually sentenced to 15 years Girl. <laughs> um, for conspiracy to import and distribute cocaine. Her lawyer managed to get her a deal in which she lived in pretty comfy conditions at a low-level security prison in California. Mm-hmm. She paid off officers, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and was allowed to have contraband in her cell. She had unlimited phone use, and her visitors never had to be searched. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't in prison. Basically, yeah, no. She, <laughs> she slept in a mildly uncomfortable bed for 10 years. Yeah. So she ran her dr- drug business right from her cell. She was then in a brief relationship with a young man while in prison, but in the end, it didn't work out. Why, you ask? So Griselda had come up with a plan to kidnap JFK Jr., John John. Mm <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this, so this is absolutely no. all this whole plan was to kidnap him, hold him for a ransom and basically until she was released mm-hmm. and could go back to Colombia and then they would just release him. Haven't the Kennedys been through enough? No kidding. It's <laughs> <I was like, laughs> god goddamn. Uh so it clearly it didn't work out. John John was never kidnapped. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh her, you know, her young lover fucking chickened out. and she, He was like You, you done gone crazy, girl. (laughs) Uh, So then he went to the police Mm -hmm. and he was like, you guys are not going to believe this shit. (laughs) I don't believe this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody does. It's crazy. So in June of 1995, she was indicted on three counts of murder Mm -hmm. from, um, from in Miami Mm -hmm. and was facing the death penalty. Mm -hmm. Not good news. But with some fucking stroke of luck, the two key witnesses. So it was her young lover, mm-hmm. right, and also Gomez, the guy who was a snitch. Yeah, were both sleeping with, <laughs> both having a, fa- a an affair with the same like secretary mm-hmm. who worked at the state's attorney's office. Oh, and they were the two like key witnesses. Mm-hmm. So. They were no longer fucking key witnesses. Yeah. Because they were stopping the same girl. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they were like, uh, you're not really credible anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so their credibility was fucked and Griselda was offered a plea deal. She would serve 10 years for the three murder charges in addition to the 10 she had already served. <sighs> See? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. How <laughs> wild is our court system that she gets ten years for three murders but had fifteen for drugs. Yeah. And they couldn't even prove the drugs were hers. She was she was in she was charged and indicted. What year is this with, with um, Reagan? Eighty five. Fucking Reagan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Fucking Reagan! <laughs> it's fucking his fault. Let's give murderers more time than drug dealers. Yeah. And in her case, throw away the key. Mhm. Anyways, mm-hmm. what else did she do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, she ultimately served on 20 years. Okay. On uh, um, what should have been life. Yeah. Mhm. She served as old as I am yeah. minus Yeah. Oh, 3 god. years. Oh boy, that's that's hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah. yeah. So, she had suffered a heart attack while in prison, Good. and at that point <laughs> she was like, "Oh god, you know, Living the life of a queen pin is really taxing on one's health. This the stress is gonna kill me. Oh my god! <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna let my sons and whoever else kind of. They had been arrested also, but by the time she was out of prison, they also were out of prison. Uh, even though they were all murderers and yeah. drug smugglers as well. The whole the whole thing's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. But she was like, oh, this is too much for me. I need to step back a little. Mm -hmm. So she was released in 2004 and deported back to Colombia. She was like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Uh, While all of her assets, a.k.a. drug money, were frozen, she still held property Mm. all over Colombia. So she rented them out. Fair. Eventually, she had enough to buy a large house in a very nice neighborhood and lived a relaxing life for several years. But suddenly, her face and her story was everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is in, like, 2012. Like, 2011, 2012. Oh, she was still alive at this point? Yep. Oh. So, thanks to the internet and TV, her anonymity was compromised. Mm-hmm. And then she started to get recognized by the wrong people. Mm-hmm. People are still very, very angry. Yeah. And so, on September 3rd, 2012, she was standing in a butcher shop... When a motorcycle pulled up outside, Mm -hmm. one of the riders came into the shop, shop, shot her twice, and left without skipping a beat. Yep. And that is how Griselda Blanco was eliminated. Yeah. I... First of all... (laughs) Fucking wild start to finish. (laughs) Second of all, when I wanted to do her, it was Mm -hmm. because I knew that she is that she is somebody who they say invented the drive by mm-hmm. who then i thought she just died outside the butcher shop because she was the victim of the thing she created mm-hmm. and i was like what what justice what karmic like oh yeah but man she deserved she deserved something else she did a lot she did everything oh my god yeah how am I supposed to? Come? I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> look. I knew that this was gonna be a thing, and I was like, I hope Kenna's fucking ready because I'm just gonna blow her fucking away <sighs> with. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Are there any movies about her? Did you... There is. I can't remember who plays her. What Jennifer Lopez? Okay. Oh. Okay. Plays her, and also Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. That's right. She was washed by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. as is every latin character yeah because i thought catherine C. C. jones was latinx i thought she was oh but she's not no i can't imagine the movie is nearly as good as the fucking like story is though they probably had to take stuff out because they were like we have to make this believable yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's why danny was like are you doing a fucking fictional character and i was like oh no she was Okay. okay real life well, I guess You're it's welcome. my turn yeah. to follow that up, and I'm doing somebody uh not even close to them. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna talk. I'm real I'm excited. Di- like that's hard it's hard to follow because it was so good and I'm still reeling and now I have to sit here and talk to you about the statue of fucking liberty. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me preface this by going by by saying last night when I was talking to date we were we were chatting on the couch and I was doing my homework, mm-hmm. and Danny was like, "Oh, I okay, I understand now. That's why she's doing that person because of when it'll come out." And I was like, "When the fuck is it coming out?" And I was, she was like, "Too bad you can't go back and do Betsy Ross or something like that." And she was like, "You know what? I think we need a Colombian drug lord in there somewhere." Like, okay, perfect. <laughs> I was very confused, though. <laughs> I was like, is she doing... Who's she going to talk about? The Statue of, Statue of Liberty. The Statue Liberty. All right.
1: Um, okay. Please, what learn me. What were your me. sources? School Did me. Did you tell
0: me your sources? Oh, the episode... The three episodes of Kingpins oh, Yeah. that are about her. And then I read a little bit about her on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And on... I think it was, like, crimes.com. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so those are your sources. Those are mine. My sources. Tell me, a article called "The Statue of Liberty Was Created to Celebrate Freed Slaves, Not Immigrants." Its new its new museum recounts by Gillian Brockwell. Bits of a book called "Enlightening the World" by Yasmin Khan, WorldAtlas.com, dot com, Liberty Foundation dot org, and Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> The full name of the statue is actually the Statue of Liberty enlightening the world. Oh. Yes. That's the full the full name of it. And what and was a what I can only describe as a strings attached gift from the people of France to the <laughs> United States. <laughs> a Strings attached gift. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'll I'll explain that Have you been to the Statue of Liberty? I've floated past it on a boat. Okay. It was closed for quite a bit. Yeah. For a hot minute, yeah. I've never been. I've never been to the East Coast. I told you this. Yeah, you're going next week, though. Because I've never seen the Atlantic Ocean. Although, I told you that, but then I flew to London over the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, but you still have never seen it, right? I've seen it. Well, I mean, from an airplane, but you've never, like, walked up to it and been like, hello, Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) No, no, of course not. (laughs) So Lady Liberty herself was fully funded and constructed by the French... And the Basin Foundation was in space, so Ellis Island, was funded by the US. Mm. Which is why it's a strings attached gift. Because it didn't, gotcha. they weren't just like, here is this mm-hmm. fully funded. Yeah, they were like, look, you're going to need to build something for her to stand on. Yeah. Okay. And a place, because she's a big ass bitch. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that because it's about a statue? <laughs> of well, she is a huge she's bitch. She's huge. Okay. Okay. For those of you who don't know, who don't know. Sorry, I'm still thinking about Griselda <laughs> Who do that like that? Okay, who for those of you who don't know <laughs> <laughs> She is a very big copper, steel and concrete statue that stands on Liberty Island in the US. She is dressed in a long draping robe, holds a torch above her head in her right hand, and a tablet with July fourth, seventeen seventy six inscribed on the tablet in her left hand, which is the day that the US ended the mm-hmm declaration side note we're going to colleen's wedding next week Mm -hmm. and danny's dress looks like the statue of liberty one one shoulder like toga style and all you should bring a torch and lamp you'll probably (gasps) have a torch. that's such a good idea (laughs) you're in alaska i think people have torches there we're gonna put it on instagram (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sorry. Um, on her on her head Mm -hmm. she wears a seven point crown uh, which stands for the seven continents and seven ocean, uh, seven seas mm, not mm-hmm. oceans, <laughs> not oceans. <laughs> and a broken shackle and chain lay at her feet, and she's depicted as walking forward, so she's not standing there. Which I thought she was standing. Yeah, there. she's taking a step. Yes, um, she stands at 151 feet tall from base to torch, and including the foundation and pedestal, she stands at 305 feet. Shit, she's a big bitch. <laughs> She wears she wears a U.S. woman size shoe of eight hundred and seventy nine, <laughs> which is <laughs> damn that's real big if you go in U.K. sizes. Yeah, it's huge, mm-hmm. but just twenty five feet long, just which just... makes sense in proportion to her big ass body. <laughs> <laughs> she has a nose that's four feet uh, long and six inches. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh danny just said same (laughs) um and she's an arm that's 42 feet long wow yeah she's the largest statue of a woman in the u.s Mm -hmm. do you know what the second largest one is oh um (laughs) they're thinking Oh, I know. Is it's the um? Oh gosh, is the um? What's it called? Is it the? It's like Wind Dancer. Is it North? It's North Dakota or South Dakota, isn't mm-hmm. it? No. All right, fine. Close. You stop. <laughs> it's the Portlandia statue. I was gonna say, is it Portlandia? Is it really? Yeah. She's the second largest. Oh, and that's a big size difference. That's for, a huge size difference. Yeah. So the Portlandia statue, for those of you listening is in Portland, mm-hmm. obviously, downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. She's on she's top this, of a building. She's number two. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So she's number two just behind the Statue of Liberty, and then Statue of Liberty is the third largest statue of a woman in the world. I'm going to need the stats on the two bigger ones. I don't remember the second one. I think the second, the one in second place is only one foot taller oh, than okay. her. Uh-huh. But the largest one is in Russia, and it's like 80 Really? Yeah. All right. I said 80 as if I was a <laughs> <laughs> It's like double the size of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, shit. That's. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Okay. So, all in all, she's a big bitch. That's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. That's all of her measurements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to get to a little bit of like history. Okay. <laughs> But it's not like, really. Are you gonna say words, or are you just gonna continue to make <laughs> weird hand motions? Like this. this is now an ASL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will no longer speak. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Okay. Anyhow, the big bitch is meant to be a symbol of freedom and democracy, and is and is visited by roughly three point five million people each year. Damn a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a new museum has opened to commemorate the statue, and so that's why I began reading about her, mm-hmm. which was that first article that I mentioned. Okay, yeah. And I thought it was super interesting and so, uh, why I decided to cover her also, 4th of July. hmm Independence Day, you know. Uh, so I've never visited the statue, as I said before, nor have I given it much thought, but I had always been under the impression that it was built as a symbol of celebrating immigration to the U.S., Because of its proximity to Ellis Island. Yeah. Uh, Which, for those of you who don't know, is a point of entry to the country. Yeah. Are you about to to fucking school me on something? No. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I am. I feel like there's something coming that I have never heard of in my life. So. Okay. The Statue of Liberty was actually a dedication to the newly freed men and women and the celebration to the end of slavery. Slavery. Really? Yes. And when I... Was confronted with this knowledge, it made sense because the statue was erected as people came through Ellis Island. Uh-huh. So how can something be made in their honor before it happened? That's true. And the statue was put up six years before Ellis Island was even opened. Huh, right? Yeah, you. The... Okay. Yeah, my mind's being blown right now. Okay, my mind was blown, and yes. that's why I decided to read more into the history. Okay. Yeah. So the Statue of Liberty is the brainchild of two men, both French names. Good luck. <laughs> Eduardo-René <laughs> de la Boile, who was the, at the time, the president of the French Anti-Slavery Society, an important political thinker of his time, and Frederick Bartholi, a staunch abolitionist. Okay. And I think Bartholi ended up building the statue. Yeah. And he's also... Okay. <laughs> Remember, I'm going to Philadelphia. Yes, you are. Exciting. There's a fountain there built by. (gasps) That's right. You told me that the other day, and as I was saying it, I was like, "Oh no, she's gonna think I know too much about the Statue of Liberty and know that." Nope. The Statue (laughs) of Liberty. So I pretended not to know his name. (laughs) I (laughs) love you. Pretended not to know his name. I was like, you know, it's the guy, the guy who did the Statue of Liberty, you know. Yeah, whatever his name is. I, I mean, don't know it. I, I was like, yeah, I know there's a Frenchman who made the Statue of Liberty. I, You could have said his name and I'd been like, yeah, sure, that sounds about right. No, I was so, like, as I was speaking, I was like, if I say his name, she's gonna know. Oh, fucking bless you for thinking I'm that smart. <laughs> I appreciate the shit out of that. Okay, anyway, Bartholi. 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 Holy, Yeah. So they were both abolitionists, which makes sense as to why the Statue of Liberty was meant for... Yeah. That, uh, f- that freed slaves. Fucking makes sense now. But I cannot stress how much these men loved liberty and the end of slavery. They, <laughs> even though they were French, they loved the U.S. And Laboyer, Le Bo- Le Le, uh-huh. who spearheaded the initiative to get the Statue of Liberty built, was actually um, an expert on the U.S. Constitution. Like, that was his field of study really yeah He loved it don't know damn, damn. <laughs> um, thomas jefferson did some real shit things but he lost, left a lasting impression on france yeah C- thank you congratulations thomas jefferson loved farmers thomas jefferson i know i know this is a this is a ladies podcast but i'm going to tell you a little something about thomas jefferson that i think is hilarious tell me at the time when the colonies were around it was believed that tomatoes were poisonous Okay. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, not being a huge idiot, was like, tomatoes are not poisonous. <laughs> so he had a habit of going to parties, mm-hmm. tomato in hand, <laughs> and then eating it like an apple, and then watching everybody around him think he was about Loser to die. Fucking they fucking thought... <laughs> <laughs> But he would be like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson also owned slaves. The, yeah. So he was a bad guy. <laughs> he was a bad guy. <laughs> but anyways, that's just a fun little story. That's like my favorite thing about him. That's great. I had no idea. Yeah. Did you know also um, back in the day, colonists used to buy, like rent pineapples <laughs> and bring to parties to show that they were rich, but they never ate it. It was just the look at this pineapple. Will they send it back. <laughs> yeah. They rented it. They weren't buying pineapples. They rented it for the party. Showed everybody Just that they could. Just to put could, it on display, yeah. And then would return it. I mean, that's what I do. Mine's a golden Mine's a golden pineapple. It's also a <laughs> cocktail shaker. Look how oh, fancy I am. <laughs> oh, Salima, if you're listening, thank you for the pineapple. You have elevated our status significantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're hits at colonial parties now. They are. We Boy. We need to throw a colonial party. <gasps> Can we turn butter at a oh, colonial party? Yes. I've churned butter. I've turned butter. Mm-hmm. I once... <laughs> we're, we're really not <laughs> sticking to this. But I once said I wanted to start making my own butter. And then Zeth made some shitty comment about, like, you're not going to make your own butter, Kiana. And so I showed up, picked him up from work. <laughs> and I had a mason jar. And I was making butter while he <laughs> that walked into the car. Fucking right. And I looked at him with my smug ass face and said, I'm churning butter. <laughs> And then the butter was moldy because I left it out. Oh, for Pete's sake. Anywho. um, (laughs) Getting back to business. Okay, so he's an expert on the U.S. Constitution. He expressed the desire to build Lady Liberty pre-Civil War in Mm -hmm. the U.S., but was only vaguely interested in this endeavor. Like, he knew he wanted it to happen but wasn't super committed to it yet. Okay. And then... um, I wasn't even settled. They would be in, in the U.S. It was almost in Egypt. And it was because he d- had one issue with erecting a Statue of Liberty there. Mm-hmm. And it was the U.S.'s hypocrisy regarding the country um, thinking of itself as free while mm-hmm. people were still slaves. Oh. he was like, hmm. No, not really. Yeah. But then at the close of the Civil War... My man was stoked and was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's get the Statue of Liberty up. That's right. Uh, so the first designs were created and all they wanted to do was just load her up with symbolism of liberty. Yeah. So first they decided that she would be a woman. Specifically, she would be Libertas, who mm-hmm. is the goddess of freedom, who was widely wor- worshipped in Rome. Mm. So that's... Didn't know that either. Yeah. All right. Uh, they also knew that they wanted her to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't want her to inspire, like, a revolution. (laughs) Because they're like, whoa, bitch. (laughs) Well, the the French had been through a few, and they were (laughs) like, we don't need more revolutions. The U.S., a lot of people think that the U.S. did it right, in terms of, like, having a Declaration of Independence, and then, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he was like, we don't need a revolution over here. We just want to establish, like, that this is a free place. Yeah. So they needed to be careful in their symbolism. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in a very famous painting called Liberty Leading the People, an armed libertas is seen leading a revolution half-clothed and moving forward. They decided in order to make this picture of her less revolutionary and appropriate for the statue, Mm -hmm. they would keep her fully clothed, Mm -hmm. and so that's why she has the full-length robe, Mm -hmm. and then they also agreed to change her weapon to a torch. Oh, okay. So instead of fucking... A sword or something. Yeah. She had like, a gun. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn. Um, but they changed the weapon uh, into a torch. Okay. And so now she's now she has she's a lady, mm-hmm. she's a robe, and she's a torch. Her tatas are covered and she's not wielding a weapon. Exactly. Gotcha. So we're almost to the point of the like final mm-hmm. the final product. Um, except she doesn't have the crown yet, the tablet, or the broken chains at her feet. Um, so, Libertas, in every depiction, does not wear a crown. She wears a pilus. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you know what it is then? Yeah. Okay. Well, for those who don't know... <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> Maybe just tell everybody well, else. Let's just <laughs> blow past it. Um, for those who don't know, it's a brimless felt cap. Uh, think like a structured beading that was given to emancipated slaves in ancient times, to symbolize their freedom. Because you could tell a a person was a slave if they were bald. Mm. Or because they shaved their heads. Oh, okay. And so, to be a freed man, you cover the bald head. Mm. In the OG designs, that's what she's wearing. She's wearing a pilus, not a crown. Mm. But Jefferson Davis, who was the Secretary of War before the Civil War... Okay. And he later became the President of the Confederate States, was like, um it's a little too like abolition-y. i need it to be a helmet okay um because they were planning the statue beforehand uh-huh. and after this okay and bartoli was like okay you're a racist slave owner but you are a part of this country and you like have power so we'll think about the helmet uh-huh. they thought about the helmet and they were like wait we don't want her to look like a warrior yeah So they changed it to the crown, gotcha. And then it was the seven rays to make you think of the sun, Mm -hmm. the seven seas, and the seven continents. And it also further pushed this idea that she's lighting the way because her she literally looks like she has the sun on her Mm -hmm. head. So in drawings in 1870, Lady Liberty and drawings and such was depicted as she is now. A crown on her head, right hand holding the torch, and walking forward. However, the tablet wasn't in her left hand yet. Instead, she carried the broken shackles. Oh. This design got as far as a terracotta sculpture, but in the final design, the broken shackle is moved beneath her because they didn't want to offend the just-defeated South. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're not going to rub it in your face too much, <laughs> to which I say they should have. <laughs> Yes. Um. So they're like, okay, but we still want the chain, so we'll move it to a discreet spot. And the book that she's holding is supposed to be like a book of law. Mm-hmm. And then it has the Day of Independence yeah. on it. And that's, this was her design. And now she was ready to be birthed. She was conceived. Yes. And now they needed money to birth her. <laughs> to push her out of the metaphorical vagina. Into the world. Into the world. Exactly. We did a lot of hand motions there. Nobody (laughs) could see. (laughs) It was actually very beautiful. It was synchronized, too. So, in 1875, they officially announced the statue known as Liberty Enlightening the World was announced to be built, but it needed funding. At this point, it was agreed that the French would pay for Lady Liberty to be created, and the U.S. would pay for her pedestal and foundation. Bartholien Labole fundraised all they needed for her, Mm -hmm. and did so without the help from the monarchs or the government. Oh, wow. So they basically just, like, crowdsourced Crowdsourced. (laughs) the shit out of France. Shit. And the citizens of France were like, yeah, this sounds dope, and and covered the whole cost of it. Wow. Uh, The largest donation came from a copper industrialist who just donated, just donated, who donated uh, 128 thousand pounds of the 200 thousand pounds of copper needed for her. Oh my God! So over half, over half of the yeah. copper. Yeah. Good lord. On the U.S. side, fundraising was a bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> However, the excitement around her was prompted when the arm, Sand's body, was brought to Philadelphia mm-hmm. during its centennial exhibition. So the people loved it, like just her holding the torch. Uh And once the exhibition was over, her arm was then moved to Madison Square Park for a bit. And it prompted more fundraising, but it still wasn't enough. And in 1885, her existence was threatened because they didn't have enough money on the U.S. side. So I think at this point, she was built. Okay. Um, like, we need a fucking place to fucking stand her up before we can bring her over. Yeah. Get your shit together. Exactly. I gotcha. A big fan of hers was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want her here now. Mm-hmm. So this fan, a Mr. Joseph Pulitzer <laughs> of of the <laughs> of Pulitzer, the ride, Pulitzer. <laughs> okay. um, started a drive for donations to finish the project, which attracted more than 120,000 contributors. Oh, wow most of whom gave less than a dollar to it. So on the U.S. side, it was also crowdsourced the shit out uh-huh. The government didn't help at all. I mean, the government granted the land. Yeah. And the financial goal was reached. I thought it was kind of cool because what he did was, if you donated, he put you in the newspaper, like your name. Oh. But it also, he also did it because it would drive up newspaper sales. Uh-huh. So <laughs> people wanted the newspaper with their name in it. Yep. So they would uh, donate, buy the paper, mm-hmm. and then have that. Mm-hmm it was a pretty, I mean, that's a genius plan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that she was, like, entirely crowdfunded. Yeah. That's, I didn't, I had no idea that it was just a bunch of people going, this will be really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Wow. On both the French side yeah. and the U.S. side. And the French were like, sure, we're gonna pay for this giant gorgeous statue, mm-hmm. just so you can ship it off to America so we can never <laughs> see it again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um in 1886 the statue's completion was marked by New York's first ticker tape parade and a dedication ceremony presided over by president grover cleveland oh that's the elementary school i went to kindergarten at grover cleveland mhm i always like the name grover and i think it's because of sesame street mhm the blue the yeah blue he's one. cute yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's cool <laughs> so as i mentioned earlier she originally was meant to represent abolition But because she took so long to build from the end of the Civil War to the Dedication Day, the meaning was lost. Mm. In fact, she was heavily criticized by Black Americans as hypocritical because, at this point in history, the Reconstruction era had failed. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court was rolling back on civil rights protections, and Jim Crow laws were only growing in strength. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Cleveland Gazette, Gazette, which is a black newspaper, said of her, shove the Bartoli statue, torch and all, into the ocean until the liberty of this country is such as to make it possible for an for an industrious and inoffensive colored man in the South living for himself and family. The idea of liberty, of this country enlightening the world, is ridiculous in the extreme. Ooh. He had some words. He's spilling the fucking tea. <laughs> not only that like the greatest irony is uh black folks and like immigrants who are uh-huh. entering the country often rode past the symbol of liberty and freedom on segregated ships oh shit yeah furthermore the suffragists at the time also regarded the statue as hypocritical the Statue of Liberty, who was a woman, represented freedom and liberty, and yet no women in the country had the right to vote. Mm, mm-hmm. Not only that, on opening night, the only females granted access were Bartholi's wife and the architect's d- granddaughter. What the fuck? So, on Ellis Island during all of the celebrate, not Ellis Island, sorry. On Liberty Island, uh-huh. all the celebration, two women. I cannot. All- and the reason why they were barred. Was because officials stated that they feared women would be crushed in the excitement from the people around. I, oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> and it offended a lot of the people. And, they like, obviously offended the suffragettes. Yeah. And so they, a bunch of people chartered boats and then got as close as they could to the island uh-huh. and just started, like, giving speeches. Wow. So it's, like, Ugh. this symbol in is so... It's like powerful. Like we know what it means. Yes, yeah, exactly. But the history behind it, and even as it stands today, when people aren't entirely free, mm-hmm. it's it is hypocritical. Absolutely. So while the original dedication had to do with abolition and celebrating freedmen and women, it didn't stick around. Uh huh. So in 1903, the plaque with the poem "The New Colossus," which reads, "Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free air," was added. So that famous... Oh, uh-huh. It was... But only 17 years after the statue was built. So it, uh, like, again, obviously wasn't meant originally for the mm-hmm. immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it is now. There you have it. In 1924, it was designated as a national monument. And in 1933, employees of the National Park Service had begun caring for her. Okay. In 1984, the UN recognized her as a World Heritage Site... And in modern times, she has been available to the public on and off. And also, like, sometimes you can get on the island, but not in the building. Not in her. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Weird thing to say. But, and then sometimes you can be in her, but not in the crown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Statue of Liberty, I want to be in you. That's a love song. If I ever heard it. (laughs) but the ability to be inside her <laughs> yes. is, is shut down for like several reasons, including fear of terrorist attacks. So after nine 11, oh, yeah. Safety conditions. She's just bra- Falling off mm-hmm. down renovations because she's falling down. Mm-hmm. And then also government shutdowns. Oh yeah. Because it is a national park. Yep. On July 4th, 2018, I don't know if you remember this, but there was an activist named Teresa, uh, not Teresa, Teresa Patricia Okomondo, who climbed up the robes of the Liberty Statue Mm -hmm. and stayed up there for three hours to protest the separation of migrant families at the U.S. border. I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. And knowing now how tall she is, she was up high. Jesus Christ, yeah. She was... Sorry. I'm going to have to try to do math. She's almost 300 feet tall. Yeah. And 100... She was at her feet, which her feet start at 150... From feet up, 151. No. Nope. So 305 minus 151. 154? Mm, Go ahead and email us the answer. <laughs> 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 because I don't feel like doing it. So, overall, after, after all my research... I, conc- I concluded that Lady Liberty is a hypocritical bitch with a rich history. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. That's so cool. I had no idea about, well, any of that, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, I didn't either. Because no. I, I mean, Statue of Liberty is the Statue of Liberty. I didn't, I was talking to Sage about this, uh-huh. and we didn't really even realize that the chains were at her feet. I didn't know there were chains at her feet. And then he tried to look up pictures, uh-huh. and you can barely see it from afar, Oh. Because they really they really downplayed it after yeah. Yeah. Re- receiving some feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just like, too bad. We'll put them there, but you can just barely see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't know any of that. Danny just shook her head no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great episode. Yeah. Time to wrap it up because it's getting fucking hot in this podcast room sure is the podcast dome the podcast. <gasps> anywho if you like us please <laughs> <laughs> canna's <laughs> levels are off the fucking charts <laughs> if you like us please rate review and subscribe wherever you can mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram and Facebook at that broads got Moxie. and on we are on the Twitter, mm-hmm. the Twitter. We're on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> We're on the Twitter sphere at broads got Moxie. Know that. Mm-hmm. And then, if you have any comments or the answer to that math problem that I left you with, mm-hmm. or <laughs> suggestions, <laughs> suggestions, please email it us. Email us at thatbroadscotmoxie at gmail.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Good job, everyone. Way to go. Stay moxy. Stay moxy. Bye. Bye. Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinnie Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.